On today's episode of Secrecy Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got a chance to sit down with two co-founders of Fancy, Mandrea and Brendan. We talked about all sorts of stuff. Uh, probably the biggest value for you guys is talking about uh, how they are flipping the script with their influencers, uh, the way that they're handling their influencers, uh, a surprising platform that you will not believe that they're getting the best results on right now. You guys are not going to want to miss this one. If you are a mid-seven-figure brand and above, listen up. Are you struggling with ads this year? Uh, How about growth in general? What about profitability? Supply chain issues got you down? You are not alone. As a brand owner myself, I totally get this. iOS 14 has ravaged many smaller brands. The good news, our clients at Upgrowth and the brands that we own have not been touched. Don't get me wrong. We had to fight to figure out how to advertise effectively in a post-surveillance ad world, but we learned some incredible lessons along the way, and we want to share some of those lessons with you. So go to www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow to apply for a free growth plan today so we can show you what is working in a post iOS 14.5 world. Again, that is www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow. Now, on to today's episode. Someone on my team thought I either had superpowers or woke up at 5 a.m. to crunch client numbers. Turns out, I just used Triple Whale. Yeah, that's what one of their customers said, and he may be onto something. No one has to know the secret weapon to your success is Triple Whale's powerful analytics platform, built to accurately pinpoint your ad spend across networks, making you look like the smartest person in the room. Their robust app helps you clarify your campaign's performance so you can run smarter, faster, more effective ad spends in real time and reap the rewards. Are you a genius? Only one way to find out. Guys, want to take Triple Whale for a spin? Stop by triplewhale.com slash upgrowth and use promo code upgrowth for 15% off. Now, on to today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Today, I am very excited to be joined by one Canadian, uh, which is, you know, it's always exciting. I have to say, like, you know, the the Canadian in the room here. And also one American, which I'm I'm also very excited about, but just not in the same kind of way, you know? (laughs) Um, uh, From Fancy, I have Mandrea and Brendan. Welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Hi, thank you so much for having us. It's such an honor. Thank you, Jordan, for having us. Absolutely, this is this is great. I haven't done a three person interview in a while, um, but uh, but this is this is what I live for these kind of conversations. So I'm really looking forward to diving into the story. So uh, let's start with you know for people who know absolutely nothing about Fancy, Mandrea, I'd love for you to tell us just a little bit about wh- where you guys started and what you guys do right now. Sure. So we are Fancy. That's with two eyes. Um, we're a D to C beauty tools brand. We provide a bunch of different beauty tools, anything ranging from lighted makeup mirrors that end uh, bad beauty lighting. We have an entire range of skincare tools, nail care tools, self-care tools. Um, Yeah, we're all about providing the best beauty tools to help you look and feel your very best. Awesome. Brendan, let's start about, because you you guys are co-founders, is that correct? Yes. Uh, Well, Brendan's the owner, but I'm co-founder, yeah. 
Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, so, Brendan, let's let's talk about the beginning there. What did you see as the the gap in the market for fancy? Because obviously, beauty is very crowded, right? We all we all understand that. Like, you know, there's a lot of beauty brands out there. Where was that little niche in the market that you thought, ah, I don't think that this is being th- these people are being served. Yeah, like um, so, fancy began with uh, lighted um, and daylight LED uh, makeup mirrors. Uh, we started that around six. Six, six or seven years ago. Um, and at the time, we were primarily an Amazon kind of uh, brand. Uh, but at the time, th- we saw the gap because we, because uh, Amazon gives you a lot of data. And at the time, there was a lot of people looking for light and mirrors, but there weren't people really uh, doing a certain type because LED mirrors come in different kind of color temperature. And what we yeah. found that the natural daylight um, around the six five thousand to six thousand five hundred Kelvin um, color range for light and mirrors uh, was what um, what a lot of makeup artists and what a lot of um, a professional makeup artists uh, said was the best for lighting. And there weren't that much uh, mirrors that covered that range of because uh, you know as you know like most of the lighting from back in the days they're like the yellow fluorescent kind of lighting right totally that more in that, that like was, 3000 kind of range exactly like, that's right that yeah. was what people are, are uh, sold especially like a lot of the older brands uh, the kind of like the CPG brands from before that's the kind of only kind of the lighting mirrors that they sold before and before that um, nobody was well, there wasn't a, there was a lot of people looking for the the natural daylight but there weren't that many people uh selling them so that's kind of why we saw the gap and that's how we kind of started fancy gotcha gotcha so that was kind of the the, that first hero product was like hey people are actually looking for this kind of lighting no one is really actually out there doing this let's come in and let's serve this this side of the market that actually wants that kind of lighting exactly that that is correct we and thanks thanks to amazon who gave us the data to figure this out <laughs> so totally yeah. totally and just another shout out for you know the the people who listen to this are generally d2c brands you know who started d2c um and and they know about that kind of data right they know about the first party and zero party data that they have but i don't think that you guys realize you know people who are, who are listening to this the amount of data that you can get from just you know using a tool like helium 10 or jungle scout on amazon to see like you know, I don't. I forget the exact percentage. It's it's a massive percentage of of transactions that actually happen on Amazon, and you can get that data right. Uh, just pay for for one of the tools, and you can understand that data, and it'll really help in in the D two C world as well. Um, and you guys know, I mean, I've been pushing you know people to move over to Amazon, uh, you know, as another sales channel this entire year because it's really really that important as a brand. Mandrea, I'd love to get into. Uh, something unique that you and I were talking about before we uh, before we got recording here, and I'd love to hear about what your sales team looks like and how you manage them and you manage your influencers and what all of that looks like. Yeah, sure. So I guess I want to say this all started um, when influencer marketing. I mean, it's always been around, but I would say back when it was like becoming more popular, um, what four or five years ago. Um, we had people who originally, some of them were just our regular customers and we noticed that they had quite a larger, um, following and a very engaged and, uh, following and, you know, their audience really trusted them. So it was just the perfect match made in heaven because they already had our tools. They already loved our products and they were organically already naturally sharing their products. Um, that's kind of how it all got started. Basically, it was just that natural fit. And now it's grown into, you know, um, 
sourcing influencers who are a good match and maybe haven't heard about Fancy before. Maybe they they have, but they haven't bought from us before. Um, and like I think I mentioned earlier before this, growing that team. So right now I would say we have like 50, 50 influencers who promote us on a regular basis, um, predominantly on Facebook, surprisingly. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's the main the main channel for a lot of these influencers. Who is who is your target demographic? So with these with the Facebook influencers, I just wanted to chime in really quick to say I think well I feel that the reason why Facebook has been so successful for us is because I know Instagram is trying to and TikTok as well. Like we we do have influencers on there as well, but with Facebook, um, the Facebook lives they're doing their makeup on the lives and basically our products are naturally fitting within their routine. So they're not okay. necessarily like sharing us on their stories and giving out a discount code. It's very organic. And that um, way of selling has become very, very successful for us. Uh, awesome. Awesome. That's that's great. It's interesting to see the disparity between how live video is working so incredibly well in Asia and how it's not really taking hold here yet. So I love to hear that that, that is, is one of the things that's actually working for you guys. Now, before we, we got on here, you were actually calling these people your sales team. Can you explain that, how how that works and, and why you chose that um, uh, instead of ambassador or affiliate or anything like that? Sure. So yeah, ambassador, I would I guess I would encompass all of them as an ambassador if they organically support our brand as our ambassador. But internally, I guess the language we use is a salesperson because essentially they are uh, selling our product versus like our other influencers. We, we um, call some influencers content influencers. So these are influencers that don't have as much power within their community. Um, maybe they're a very micro influencer and they um, provide our relationship is, you know, just as strong with our sales um, influencers, but their purpose is more to provide content like whether it be content for our website, for email, to repost on our social channels. Yeah. Whereas the sales team, yeah, again, like I would use ambassador to be like the umbrella that um, gotcha. all of them. But yeah. then we have the sales team who, um, yeah, like their goal really is more to make sales to benefit themselves, of course, and our brand, that two-way relationship. And then the content influencers, which are more focused on content. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. That, that totally makes sense to me. Brendan, I would love to get into, you know, 2022. We're recording this uh, early October in 2022. It's probably going to come out right around Black Friday. Uh, I want to know what has been working for you on the advertising side in 2022. What is, what is sticking and what is actually helping you guys grow? Um, so for yeah, for, for us, uh, like Amandro saying, our um, Facebook uh, and Instagram does still generate, and advertising on those two platforms still generate a lot of our revenue. Uh, and that's how we see us growing. We, we keep uh, testing new, you know, ad creatives um, using, uh, and, and I think whitelisting is, is very common these days. So we, you know, we, we get, our sales team actually they're very strong in terms of um, whitelist like allowing us to whitelist their account and then promote uh, the products um, in their in the videos and a lot of the videos they do are 
like Medrash said, they're very organic. So it's not like they're just talking about, okay, buy this, buy this, buy this. They usually incorporate our products into their routine. Um, so it's kind of like very natural and it's, it's not just like, you know, sometimes there's multiple products in there. Some of them might not even be just uh, only about fancy products. So, um, but it's the genuine and the authentic kind of content that really works for us. Uh, and then we, of course, um, and, and also another thing we've done uh, and we're going to do more of uh, is like more of kind of like, you know, Harman Brother kind of videos, uh, like more of the top yep. of the funnel videos to get the brand awareness. And then obviously yeah, we use the, the content from our influencers, uh, more of the middle funnel and the bottom of the funnel kind of to uh, to get them to convert, if that makes sense. So that's that's, that's great. Kind of are you strategy. actually yeah. are you actually using Harman Brothers or are you using another, no, no, another we're, video we're company? Yeah, we're using this company. We use this company called Bacon and Eggs. They're actually really good. Uh, we made uh, one video through them before and it's seen a lot of success. And in fact, a lot of people uh, thought um, uh, it was made by Harmon Brothers because that's how high quality the video is. So. Oh, that's yeah. that's that's incredible because you know for people who don't know and haven't looked into Harmon Brothers, it's a it's a pricey service. It's uh, they they do an incredible job, but they've really carved out this niche in funny videos and really engaging top of funnel videos that really can actually make your brand right. One one of these videos can absolutely explode your brand. Uh, you know, a good friend of mine and somebody who's been on the podcast uh, from uh, Ryan McKenzie from True Earth, um, they've they've just poured budget into creating these incredible top of funnel um, ads, which in turn has made, you know, their brand awareness absolutely explode and, and sales alongside of that. So um, I, I love that you guys are doing that. We'll make sure to actually put a link to uh, Bacon and Eggs uh, in the show notes as well, just for anyone who wants to check them out. Uh, but highly, highly recommend spending some of your budget on this, guys. Like this is a really, uh, really great um, uh, just, just way of going about things. Uh, Brendan, I'm going to actually come yeah. back. I want to come back to you with another question here. When you're looking at new products, how are you How are you guys trying to figure that out? And, and either one of you guys can take this. How are you guys really trying to figure out whether or not this is going to be a viable product to add to the product line? Uh, yeah, I can answer that, Mendra, uh, if you like. Um, so far, it's like there's a multiple uh, things we look at. Like number one, like we still use Amazon uh, as a way to kind of, you know, gather ideas on new and exciting products in the beauty industry. Yeah. Um, Amazon definitely is still the biggest marketplace in the world. Like a lot of searches start and begin with Amazon. So yeah. um, seeing trends from Amazon is definitely one thing. Uh, another thing, of course, we do have a lot of beauty uh, and makeup enthusiasts on the team itself, as well as our sales uh, the influencers that we will work with, they also come up with lots of cool ideas and we kind of collaborate in that sense as well. And then, of course, we have built, uh, you know, and a lot of our manufacturers are based in China. And of course, uh, we built a great relationship with some of these manufacturers and they also come to us uh, sometimes with new ideas that they, they see uh, emerging in other markets. So the thing with beauty is like a lot of, um, in North America, sometimes is not the first to introduce yeah, all these that's right. new skincare beauty devices. So a lot of times you see uh, something that pops in somewhere like Japan or maybe uh, Korea, South Korea. Um, mm. They eventually come to America. So if you're, you know, like if something is doing really well in those countries, uh, a lot of times you do find that a couple of years later it comes to America. So that's another way for us to kind of gather new ideas. 
This month's sponsor is Triple Whale. Triple Whale's powerful analytics platform clarifies your ad performance across marketing channels, keeping you instantly in the know. Go to triplewhale.com slash upgrowth and use promo code upgrowth for 15% off today. Now, back to today's episode. Ah, uh, that's that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. How fast do you find that cycle happening now? Like, I imagine it's happening even even quicker than it used to in the past. Mandrea, are you seeing anything there as far as like timelines from when something pops over in Asia to to coming over here? I know. I feel like we take we're still taking a while. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. Like um, the thing, I guess we here's the um, what we used to do and what we do now. So when we first started, like kind of, you know, I'll be honest with you, we were more of like a white label kind of brand. Uh, you know, we, we kind of get products that's already being manufactured and we bring it over to the market. And yeah. these days, uh, whenever we see something new and cool, we want to innovate, right? We want to make the product better than what's already out there. And that process usually takes a little bit of time. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of like we have to sacrifice a little bit in terms of speed if we want to make something better than what is already currently on the market. Um, gotcha. So, that's, so, you know, that there's a little bit of delay in that sense, but obviously it's it's a balance. We don't, not everything we do still at this moment is completely custom. Uh, but of course, with the ones that are custom do take more time because there's a lot more, you know, yeah, there's molding and, and there's, yeah, there's a lot back and forth and improve. Yeah. It. Like it's, you know, there's multiple samples and stages and yeah, a lot yeah, of different good, uh, Sorry, Brennan, not to interrupt. I was just going to say yeah. a good example of this would be our recent um, mirror. It's called our Cami. It doubles as it's a handheld and a vanity. So um, cool. you can take it off of the base. But that was an idea from um, one of our in-house makeup artists. She said that, you know, as a makeup artist, she doesn't actually have like the old school handheld mirrors, what she's using on her clients. And she's like, it'd be so great to show them their final results with a lighted handheld mirror. Like mm. I, I've only seen old school ones. So yeah. I brought that idea to our team. And then from there, yeah, I would say it took how long? Quite a while just to get the mechanics right because it has this um, rotation, you know, getting it just all the fine details, right? To make it the best product. And then we send it out to those makeup artists to test out, get their feedback, like we take our we take it's our a long process. development very seriously. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, think about the consequences if you don't, right? Right. <laughs> if that if that continues to break and you have to do a recall or or something like that, right? Like there's there's some massive consequences there. Mandrea, I want to ask you, you know, looking into 2023, what does your marketing plan look like in 2023 to continue growth? I would say, again, going back to the influencer marketing, it's growing, keeping up with that. Like we know we're successful on Facebook. So now we have to tap into those that are on TikTok. The TikTok lives are yeah. blowing up and that's, you know, um, growing here. So we, I feel like we were ahead of the game with Facebook um, influencers, like I said, four odd years ago. And now I'm like, we've got to be ahead of the game with um, what's going to happen on TikTok. Um, yeah. So TikTok's a big one. Another thing I would say is just, um, this goes back to one of the questions that you asked about bootstrapping tricks. And I think just focusing on UGC content, like UGC, yeah. like it's always great. Like the humorous videos is something we really want to hone down in because we, our brand is all about taking a lighthearted approach to beauty. So those videos, that's our goal with them to really communicate that messaging to our audience. But on the flip side, like UGC is so powerful 
And there's so much that could be done there. And I think if we go hard on getting as much UGC content, people want to see that raw, organic, um, you know, people using the products and genuinely uh, seeing results and yeah. their lives being changed and all of that. So more uh, influencers on TikTok and more UGC. I think those those two things alone could really help us scale further. Yeah, absolutely. Content. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, more and more content, right? That's really the name of the game, I think, in, yeah. in end of 22 and going into 23. Brendan, I got to ask you the question I ask everyone who comes on the podcast. What is your secret to scaling? <laughs> what is our secret to scaling? Um, honestly, like... There's, there's obviously a lot of different things, but for us, um, it's definitely having an amazing core team. Uh, by core team, I mean like our, you know, I'm Andrea and we have another co-founder uh, and a few other founding members who honestly has given, you know, their very best in the last six and seven years at Fancy. Uh, without, you know, these people, um, I don't think we would get to where we are today. And of course, um, with every business, there's so many different challenges and there's always different ups and downs and knowing when to pivot and being not, not being afraid to pivot and, and obviously like, uh, changing the the, the beauty about having a a smaller, you know, like smaller team and, and a more of a, like a kind of scrappy team is that we don't, there's no, like we can, we can make a decision within an hour sometimes a really a big decision that maybe pivots and changes the entire course of our direction of the company sometimes within a few hours. And that's something that helped us obviously to, uh, cause as, as you know, like we started as a light and make a mirror brand and we, uh, since when the pandemic hit, we kind of pivoted, pivoted to more of a encompassing, all encompassing beauty routine, uh, product brands. So now yep. we have skincare devices on top of our mirrors, which kind of all go into one. Cause now we're just like, you know, it's like a routine kind of thing, uh, that we are really trying to uh, push for the fancy brand. And of course, at the end of the day, we all really, and we, we were, we're very passionate and dedicated people too. And finding people like that, um, is very important to build, uh, you know, a successful brand. So, yeah, absolutely. Mandrea, I want to ask you the same question. What is your secret to scaling? Um, I think Brendan really did a good job, I guess, of explaining it. But um, yeah, I think uh, what I've said about like those two simple tips of just the UGC and influencer marketing. But aside from that, yeah, the people in our brand, I mean, 100%. I don't think we would be where we were to where we are today with the passionate and um, hardworking and the really talented individuals that we work alongside. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Guys, I got three more questions for you. I'm going to kind of volley them back and forth here a little bit. I hope that you are ready. Okay. For sure. Okay. Brendan, I'm going to start with you. Favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Um, I'm pretty basic. I, for me, I use Twitter and Facebook a lot. Twitter, I like to follow people smarter than me. There's a lot of people out there that really know what they're talking about, especially in terms of marketing. And it's a great way to connect as well as just to kind of learn from those that have, you know, been there and done that. Uh, for Facebook, I really like the Facebook groups. Um, that's where I connect with a lot of other e-commerce, uh, DTC, uh, and, and other different e-commerce business owners um, and marketers where we can learn from each other. So that's two of the f- tools that I use often. Cool. That's great. Mandrea, favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Uh, my favorite app is TikTok and Instagram. I love, especially TikTok has become basically my Google search engine. You can literally 
search anything and it's going to pull something up for you. Um, Instagram. Okay. And then my favorite marketing tools, social IQ for influencer marketing. It basically does all of the analysis, um, for you in terms of like finding their engagement rates, um, Canva, because you are able to design things basically yourself and, uh, later, I really love later as a scheduling app. We've used it for years. Awesome. That's great. Uh, Mandrea, let's, let's stay with you here. Favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to right now? Oh, that's a good one. Probably um, The Power of Female Entrepreneurs. And it really focuses on females, uh, moms like myself, and how to balance that, the life of being a female entrepreneur, basically. Awesome. That's great. Uh, Brandon, how about you? Favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to? Um. How I Built This is my favorite for sure. I love listening to successful stories of, you know, people who are, who have, you know, uh, built things like Instagram and, and there's a lot of, yeah, really, really successful people on there. I think, um, yeah, I just love hearing stories about that and just kind of uh, get inspired and motivated. Um, awesome. Uh, Brendan, uh, one more question for you and then I'm going to toss this over to Mandrea. If you could sit down with anybody, you get an hour with them. Um, you can have whatever you want, some coffee, tea, beer, wine. Uh, they have to be alive and it can't be Elon Musk. Who would it be? <laughs> uh, um, honestly, there's so many great people, um, out there. One of my, actually, uh, one of my favorite books is actually, um, called Shoe Dog and it's about the found, founder of, uh, Nike. So I guess, um, I would love to, you know, uh, me Phil Knight <laughs> and just sit down and just kind of, uh, talk to him about it, this, how he built Nike. Obviously the book itself does explain a lot of what he did and uh, the story of how he built it. But I'd love to hear it firsthand from the man who built one of the most successful brands, um, in, I guess in the last hundred years. So, yeah, yeah. That, that'd be a, such yeah. an interesting conversation with him too. Right. Because like, I love the book where it's like 95% of the book is like, I don't know how we're going to survive people thinking right. that they're like literally like a scam because they just have no money to, to do anything. And then suddenly it's like, and then we went public. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, that's the boring, that's <laughs> the boring stuff. I, I was on a podcast yesterday and we were talking about, you know, one of the biggest mistakes that, that people make. Right. And that, that was one of the questions that was lob, lobbed over to me. And I was like, I think one of the biggest mistakes is that people make money, their North star, right. They, they, they think that that's the thing that they want to get to. Right. When it's like, no, all the fun stuff is before that. Right. All the fun stuff. It's like the things that we're doing right now are actually that's the fun stuff. That's what we actually want. Right. We don't like cool. That's awesome. You get to this this place. But I will tell you, uh, I bet you guys like uh, uh, like Phil Knight and um, uh, sorry, his name is is uh, uh, passing me by here. Uh, Chip Wilson, guys like those guys, oh, right? Yeah, are right. Yeah. Friggin bored. Right. They're so <laughs> bored because they just want some challenge. So I love that. That's such a great answer. Mandrea, how about you? Mine would be Jamie Lima. She is the co or she's the founder or was the founder of it cosmetics. Her story, like basically she was just like a a news anchor who quit that job. And again, she was a busy mom and she basically wanted to find a product, um, a makeup product for her sensitive skin. Um, I think she was on shark tank and got denied by them. Several retailers like denied her and like laughed at her. Like her story um, in her book, she talks about like just 
just denial after denial, right? And she continued yeah. to persevere on and um, never let the downers get to her or people that were saying no. And um, yeah, basically L'Oreal purchased her brand. And the end. Wow. Awesome. That, yeah, that, that'd be a, that'd be a great person to talk to. Um, Andrea, Brandon, this was so great to have you guys on. Where can people connect with the two of you and then also learn more about Fancy? Yeah. Our so, LinkedIn, I guess. Yeah. I was just going to say, <laughs> yeah. be sure to um, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. It's Fancy Co. So it's Fancy with two eyes. Um, that would be the, probably the best place to connect. We love to chat with everybody. So would love if they connected with us there. Awesome. That's great. And we'll make sure to put all of those connections in the show notes, guys. Please go and check the show notes out. We've got lots of great stuff in there. Basically, anything that we talk about here, if we talk about a tool, if we are talking about connecting with somebody, we put all of that in the show notes and we really do take a lot of time to do that. So I just want to make sure that you guys go and check that out. Um, Andrea, Brendan, Fancy, so great to have you guys on. Thank Thank you. you, It's so great to be here. Thanks, Jordan. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.